go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You're listening to Lee Carson, Newcastle Hunters Home Rugby League. Welcome back to another episode of League Castle. I am, of course, your host, Chris McPherson, and uh, the show is, of course, brought to you by our great supporters at Newey Threads and also our most recent sponsor getting behind our tipping competition, Texbet. If you are a punter, and I know plenty of you out there like me uh, love a punt on uh, either the dogs, the, the uh, horses, or your sport, then get behind Texbet. They are based locally and uh, in the uh, region supporting our uh, podcast as well as a number of other entities around and, and they're right about it so uh, get behind them and uh, support them the details are on our facebook page so you can check them out there today i'm joined by a, another guest host uh, this is a man i've been trying to get on we've had a couple of hitches when we've had tried to get him on in previous years but we finally managed to pin him down he's the vice president at the Malibu Panthers. he's also the team manager of their men's side he's been around and been part of that club for a number of years now uh, always stands out on game day cheering on his uh, beloved Panthers, and that is none other than Brad Fogarty. Welcome to the show, Brad. Great to be here. Yeah, mate. Um, as I said, it's been a little while. We uh, tried to get you on last year, but a few uh, complications, mate, bumped you from, from coming on and, and finally got you on, mate. You're a, you're a local footy tragic, obviously heavily involved with Malibu, but, uh, mate, um, you know, they're, they're doing a lot better than your other passion, mate, the Canterbury Bulldogs, that's for sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick to uh, Malibu at the moment. Uh, Bulldogs are taking the back seat. At the moment, just yeah, don't know what's going on there. Uh, that's all right, mate. You know, on the on the bright side, the only way is up, right? That's right. Can't get any lower, can you? I'm glad there's no re uh, different comps that I can get regraded into because I think we've been in a bit of trouble. Yeah, you might be back in Canterbury Cup, but uh, news mm. today made a bit of good news, and we won't t- touch too much. But Blake Green, I know he's carrying that that uh, knee injury, but signing with the Bulldogs, it looks like for next year. So that'll be a good addition after seeing how he hit the ground running uh, locally for the Knights. Yeah, I think it's a good one. I, even, uh, apparently he signed before the injury, not knowing that was going to happen. But, uh, yeah, I think he'll fit in well. Need an experienced half to plenty of juniors still there. So, um, yeah, experienced half to um, help out. And I think it'll be good under Barrett as well, hopefully. Yeah, that's it. So, uh, it'll certainly be interesting to see. But um, he's got to be a bit more, even with that knee injury, he's probably a bit more durable than the bloke you've got there at the moment. So, we'll see how you go. Yeah, that's right. Much Mate. less money as well. Yeah, exactly right. And that's always the key. Uh, Give, give us a bit of a rundown. How are things travelling? Obviously, COVID's affected everyone, but how's it affected you guys up there on the peninsula, Tilligary Peninsula, uh, the Panthers? You've got uh, the couple of senior sides in the 17s as well. How are things tracking along at the club um, in 2020? Yeah, going well. Like like, like every club, it's affected us, but um, still managed to get game day happening. Um, yeah, the three, three teams all going pretty well. So, yeah. Um, yeah, can't Tick, much along. else really. No, that, that's hey? good. Ticking along, mate. Uh, yeah, you know, and, right. and we'll, we'll get into it in a bit more depth later on. But certainly, the senior sides, uh, you know, B grade sitting first at the moment on for yeah. and against the ladies tag. They're sitting second in the B grade of the tag competition as well. So at this point in the season, you know, we're at the midway point. You'd have to be happy with that, mate. Um, in terms of the yeah. start of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a lot of uh, new faces, a couple of old faces as well, and. Both teams, so yeah, happy where both teams are sitting at the moment. It's good. 
Yeah, lovely, mate. And um, we might uh, we might start with the uh, President's Cup uh, and uh, Maitland, mate. Uh, it's been a new, uh, I guess, journey for for a local side to take that step up into a statewide competition. Uh, and, and, and look, they've, they've hit the ground running and they're, they're, they're flying at the moment. Still undefeated after six rounds. Uh, they sit um, first clear on points difference and uh, two points above North Sydney Bears. So going absolute gangbusters with the side that Matt Lantry's sort of rustled up there, mate. Yeah, that's right. They, um, yeah, it's a different format for them. But yeah, like you said, they seem to be fine and undefeated still. So Brock Lamb seems to, was the key signing for the pickers, seems to be. Yeah, paving the way for the whole team by the looks of it. It certainly is. And uh, look, last week it was the first of the, the real big challenges for them. They had a big road trip down to Thoreau and uh, another side that was well in the finals race and, and look, still are. But um, it was a key game for them. And a few people had sort of identified that most of the sides that uh, Maitland had played in the first four games that they played had been those at the bottom of the ladder, including the Western Rams, Dubbo and Wentworthville. But Again, they showed that the travel was no issue and uh, coming up against a uh, higher class of opponent, 30 to 10 victors there. And as you said, you know, Brock Lamb, one of those names, uh, you know, a couple of other guys with um, second-tier experience, you know, your, your Matt Soper Lawlers, uh, Sam Anderson, these sorts of guys as well, doing a really good job for them. And, uh, yeah, they, they just seem to be going mm-hmm. on from from strength to strength. Jared Anderson as well. Uh, there's, there's a few of them there that have played some good footy and uh, they, they seem to be building. Yeah, that's right. They um, yeah, seem to be. No, like you said, the trouble mustn't be an issue, and you know it'd be even it'd be a bigger advantage once they get a home game as well. Yeah, that's it. And, and talking of home games, they've got back to back home games now. Next up, they'll take on West Illawarra, three uh, thirty this Saturday, which will be an interesting one. West Illawarra sitting fourth, and look, a, a win there and some other results going their way could almost secure them. Um, a finals berth with, with another few rounds to go. But they've got back-to-back home games, as I said. If they win both of those, they'll definitely be locked into the finals because the week after they take on the team currently in second in North Sydney Bears and that'll open up, um, you know, potentially either a uh, three- or four-point gap at the top of the ladder if they can continue their winning ways. So big couple of weeks for Matt Lantry and his team. Um, it'll certainly be interesting to see how it goes, but there is only three rounds to go. So essentially another win now um, with the where they're for and against sits. Uh, they've got about a 140-point difference between themselves and Thoreau, who sit two wins behind them now. A win this weekend at all, but wrap up a top-four berth for them. So some big games coming up, mate. Uh, you, I'm assuming you'll be tipping the local boys, the pickers, to get the win this weekend up at the uh, lovely Maitland Sports Ground. Yeah, sure. Can't go past them. Yeah, well, mate, it's hard to tip against winning form, and uh, I'll be going that right. way too. And, you know, um, it's, it's, it's a bit of a torn, torn mentality for many because they might not necessarily normally be Pickers fans, but it's hard to go against the local side, although I do have a bit of a soft spot, as many do, for the uh, former, former top-tier club of the North Sydney Bears. So I wouldn't mind seeing Maitland playing North Sydney in a grand final. I don't know where the semis and things will be held. I think the grand finals will be at Bank West, from what I'm hearing, but that'd be that'd be a um, one for the ages for Maitland to take on North Sydney when you think where the two clubs were both sitting you know, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, don't think... Any of the biggest boys think thought they would have played at Bank West if they make that far either, to be honest. Uh, it'd be yeah. a great opportunity good to play at a great them. venue. Correct, mate. Good luck yeah. to them and uh, good luck to Matty with what, all, all of what he's doing there. Um, and speaking of Maitland Pickers, we might jump across to the Newcastle Rugby League, uh, the A-plus contracting first grade. They had the buy on the weekend, which registered their first points of the season. Uh, in other results, Cessnock comfortable winners 34-4 to up at Baddeley Park over Central. 
Wyong, 20-6. They defeated Lakes to stay undefeated. And South Newcastle, 26-18. They did a clean sweep against West. It wasn't a great day to be at Harker. Their A-grade also went down, which we'll get to in a little while. But um, Wyong, uh, since coming back up from the Central Coast, really setting the pace there, Brad. Yeah, they seem to... Um, unfortunately, their comps got cancelled, but good to see they can still play each weekend in the Newcastle comp. But, yeah, they seem to be um, the team to beat, possibly at the moment. Yeah, it's interesting. They've won, won five games, uh, average winning margin sort of nine points. So they're not they're not really putting teams to the sword, but at the same time, as much as putting teams to the sword might be a nice thing to be able to do, uh, winning those close ones is something that um, a lot of coaches would be uh, very keen on. And I know Mitch Williams in his first year at the helm of uh, and his captain coaching them, he's returned from his cheekbone injury and uh, he'd certainly be happy enough. Uh, it's those two points that are more important than the, uh, than the winning margin at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Got to take the points when you can get them. Yeah, that's exactly right, mate. Um, and so this week's games, uh, the the boys at Harker after their tough day, I just touched on. They will have the bye <laughs> this weekend, and they'll relish those two points. Uh, they currently sit fourth um, on six points. Actually, we might have a quick run through the ladder, Brad. We've got Wong, as I said, up the top on twelve. Cessnock on ten. Souths on eight. Western Central both on six. Lakes back on four, and Maitland. They're on two points, but their four and against is essentially another couple of wins behind, so they're a long way off the pace. Um, I'm not 100% certain on the finals format. I'm just going to try and see if I can discover that. We don't have that set out for us yet, but you'd think with a seven-team comp, it might be a top four, at worst, top five. So either way, pretty much everyone still in contention. Maitland, a lot of work to do, though. Yeah. Uh, uh, four, and against, four and against isn't good, but yeah. Sure, a couple of wins and... Anything can happen in football. Yeah, that's right. It, it is a nice close competition on their day, <clears> and they've shown that they've gotten to some arm wrestles for t- with some teams, but um, they'll have their work cut out, if, especially if they can't uh, chalk a win soon. Uh, only, you know, we're, we're six rounds down and five to go, so past the halfway point of that competition, so it's certainly going to be interesting to see how it shapes up. Uh, this weekend, though, we have uh, just the one game on Saturday. It will be played as the curtain raiser to that President's Cup game, and it is Maitland hosting South Newcastle. It'll be 1.45pm at Maitland Sports Ground, so a big day of footy up there at Maitland. You'd have to think uh, the form they've been in recently off the back of that win uh, against West that South would be favourites heading into this one. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll be backing them, I think. Uh, I think, yeah, they'll take plenty of confidence out of that win against West, and I think they'll get the job done. Yeah, of course, and, and don't forget to, to those punters that are involved in our text bet tipping competitions, both for the uh, the uh, A-plus contracting first grade and also the win premiership A-grade competition in the Newcastle and Hunter competition. The links will be up in the morning. For Make sure you get your tips in before the weekend. Uh, we've got text bet on board now, so there's going to be something up for grabs. It's to be determined exactly what they can put up for us, but there will be something uh, in terms of a prize, not just some bragging rights this year and... Uh, yeah, it'll certainly be uh, nice to get something for those guys that uh, are up and about at the top. I think Tiger Shark is uh, up and about, as he usually is, right up at the top of those ones. So he's got the target on his back. The other games this weekend, both on Sunday, Brad. Uh, Central hosting Lakes at St John Oval, 3 o'clock Sunday afternoon. This one's always a good rivalry game, the uh, Lake Macquarie Eastern rivalry, mate. Uh, these two sides both had big wraps on them earlier in the year. They started well, but they've, they've sort of hit the wall a little bit in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I haven't really... Uh seen much of the Newcastle comp this year but I don't know both are mid-table so I think it'll be a close game but yeah probably central at home yeah mate uh, it certainly will be close and it'll be an interesting one the final game of the round is uh, the top of the table it's first plays second 
Wyong hosting Cessnock at Morrie Breen Oval down there at Canwall. Three o'clock again on Sunday. This one uh, will be well worth the trip down the coast. It's a, it's a bit of a, uh, a rivalry over the years. They've always had some fair income games where they've gone toe-to-toe and uh, look, Wyong will be really keen to keep their undefeated run alive. Cessnock with a win due to the superior for and against would go to first on for and against. So they won't want to see a four-point gap open up to Wyong. So there'll be plenty on the line here. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, Wong will be keen to keep top spot. So, yeah, back them in at home, I think. Yeah, big game, as I said. It'll be a four-point gap if Wyong uh, get the win over Cessnock. And uh, if Cessnock do win, then they pull level. A four-point gap heading into the uh, final few rounds. Have Wyong, uh, certainly Mitch Williams, sleeping a little bit easier at night. But, uh, yeah, there's plenty of good footy. As I said, check out your local grounds. Uh, The other matches, of course, too, uh, considering these competitions, we do have the teams that just fielding sides in the lower grades and uh, there will be some other fixtures around. I'm just trying to have a look. Curry will be at home uh, in the uh, lower grades as well with their reserve grade playing at 3 o'clock at Curry Oval and uh, the Nelson Bay sides will host Maitland in the 19s and ladies tag um, up at Tomaree Sports Ground as well. So plenty of options for the punters. Brad, to uh, get out to plenty of grounds to catch their Newcastle Rugby League action. Yeah, plenty of footy over the weekend. All, all entertaining. Certainly no is, mate. Certainly. No reason not to go and watch a game. Go and get down. Make sure you stick to the COVID regulations. Keep uh, in line with the social distancing rules. And if you're not feeling well or haven't felt well or you've been to one of the, what is, you know, positive to see lessening list of hot spots uh, in the last 14 days or had contact with anyone, of course, just follow the rules. Be smart about it. It'll only take one case to ruin it for everyone, so stick by the rules. We might just take a quick little break, Brad, and we'll come back with the uh, the stuff that's going to be more your bread and butter. The uh, We'll start with the ladies but and also the men's for the Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League. Sounds good. <laughs> we return, as I said, with the Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League. And, Brad, we might... Uh, might kick off with the, the ladies' league tag, and we'll start with the B grade, mate. That's where your girls are sitting, and uh, we'll start with the results from round six, and uh, your girls faced off first all, of all against uh, the, one of the new sides in the competition, the Hamilton Ducks, who seem to be improving by the week, but it was a win for the Malibula Panthers, 16-6. to six. Did you catch much of this one, mate? Yeah, I saw a little bit. It was uh, yeah, uh, cyclonic winds up at Panther Park, but uh, the girls managed to put the full full game together and, yeah, got their second win for the season, which was great to see. Yeah, in other games, uh, one of the other new entrants, Dudley, they hosted Swansea. They went down 30-6, to six, which saw Swansea with their first win of the season. So they would have been singing their song loud and proud up there at John Balcom Oval. And Shortland continued to go strength to, from strength to strength. They sit undefeated, four points clear at the top of the table with a 16-0 shutout of the Dungog Warriors. That leaves the table sitting like this. Shortland sit undefeated, as I said, on 10 points. Malibula on six. Swansea in third on five. Dungog on four. Hamilton on one. And Dudley yet to break their duck. So Hamilton and Dudley both be looking to chalk their first win in the coming weeks. But uh, look, mate, uh, there's a couple of wins gap, but the girls will be certainly uh, keen on trying to secure that second spot and closing the gap this week. And it's the one we start with. Malibula hosting Shortland. It's a top-of-the-table ding-dong battle up there at the Tilligary Peninsula. Yeah, for sure. The girls are only their second home game for the season, so they'll be um, keen to keep the winning momentum alive and, yeah, look to get another home win under the belt before a couple more away games to finish the season into the finals, I'd say. Yeah, so it's certainly going to be uh, an interesting one um, 
you know, obviously a key one for, for your side uh, with that top four finals format, a win would you know, be a real boost to them, you know, almost locking in a top two spot. A loss would mean that they'd you know, be three wins behind Shortland and basically all but rule out a minor premiership for them. Yeah, that's right. They'll, um, it'll be Shortland have been going well, so it'll be a tough test for the girls, but no reason why they can't get it done at home, that's for sure. Certainly right, and it's uh, a good opportunity to test themselves against the best, which is always a good way to spend your Saturday afternoon. So that one will be one forty, and uh, as will all these games scheduled for one forty on Saturday. Uh, the other games we see Dungog and Swansea third and fourth battle it out. It's all it's all matched up this week in the ladies B grade. Uh, as I said, Swansea got their first win last week. They've also had a bye when we had the extra team in the competition, so they do sit on five competition points with just that one win. Dungog the two wins to their name. I'd have to think Dungog, even though they sit one spot lower on the ladder, might uh, fancy themselves here, Brad. Yeah, definitely. I think it's always a tough road trip up to Dungog. So, yeah, they'll be looking for their best performance up there in front of the home crowd. Yeah, I'll, I'll be tipping the Warriors there. It is um, it is a hard trip, as you said. Uh, some of the best stakes sandwiches around, though, previously in other years. I haven't been up there this year, but uh, a good feed if you're local and uh, you can get in. Uh, down there for a, a nice steak sandwich and a blue can. Again, just keep following those social distancing rules. The final game of the round, and, and this will, well, it's almost guaranteed to deliver us someone with their first ever win in ladies' league tag. It is Hamilton versus Dudley. The only way we avoid that is if Hamilton managed to scrape their second draw of the year. But uh, this one, uh, both sides uh, are both very social teams and uh, all about uh, the, the real enjoyment aspect of the game. It'll be interesting to see at Learmonth Park on Saturday afternoon. But, um, look, you know, they're, they're, they're the uh, the fan favourites in a lot of ways, the Hamilton Ducks, both in the men's and the ladies. And as much as I'd like to see Dudley get their first competition points, I think it'll be Hamilton pulling themselves three points clear at the bottom of the ladder. Yeah, I tend to agree, though. They weren't the worst team um, for their first year when they last week when we versed them. But, yeah, I think they'll get the job done at home. Lovely, mate. We'll jump into the A-grade uh, and the results from last week in the Ladies League Tag A-grade. Aberglassen, 32, defeated University, 6. Stroud, 48, defeated Greta Brankston, nil. And Fingal Bay, 18, defeated Raymond Terrace, nil. Maitland United had the bye. Uh, that leaves the latter three teams all tied on 10 competition points. Aberglassen, Stroud and Fingal Bay. Aberglassen are a fair way clear in terms of for and against. And then, how's this for an anomaly of a ladder, Brad? As I said, those three teams all on 10. The remaining teams are all on four, point, four competition points with one win and three losses and a bye each. University, Raymond Terrace, Greta Brankston and Maitland United. So, uh, it'll certainly be interesting. They'll have a, uh, what I believe will be a six-team finals format. So, there's plenty of opportunity for those teams to try and clamber their way up. It'll probably be a, a three-horse race for who finishes first to third. But the remaining teams will be battling for those remaining final spots. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing back to tight competition, so it's what you love to see. Certainly the case. Uh, so Fingal Bay will remain undefeated. They've got the bye this weekend, so they'll stay on 12 points. Uh, Aberglassen take on Greta Brankston uh, at McKeechee Sports Ground. That will be part of the Bar TV doubleheader out there at Aberglassen on Saturday. So if you can't get down to the ground, you will be able to tune in via Bar TV Sports Rugby League and check out the beautiful McKeechee Sports Ground and the Ants taking on Greta Brankston in the ladies, followed by their men's game, which we'll get to a little later. They uh, conceded their first points of the year on the weekend, Aberglassen. They're for and against after four matches. It's a plus 226. It's a phenomenal team they've built up. You'd be a very brave man to tip against them, Brad. Yeah, I don't think you can go past them there. Oh, they haven't, been, haven't not been in a grand final uh, since the comp- competition came in. So, yep. yeah, 
can't can't go past the Ants. Yeah, exactly. And the other the other team, uh, one of the sides that's come up from B grade that's really impressed me is the Stroud Raiders girls. They take on Raymond Terrace this week, and uh, again, a tough trip from you know it's not too far from Raymond Terrace over to Stroud, but it's still not an easy place to go and visit Stroud Showground. Yeah, that's right. I think they I had a big win last week. I think so. I think they'll win again this weekend. Yeah, I think it'll be a little bit closer this weekend, but I'll tip Stroud to win by a try or two in that one. The final game of the round, and it's an interesting one, University, they've perennially been a powerhouse in this ladies' league tag. They're not quite the same side they have been, but they got in the arm wrestle against Aberglasson last week, and they take on Maitland United, who sit at the bottom of the ladder on for and against. University will certainly be looking to uh, make sure they chalk the two points here and uh, hold on to um, what, what will potentially be outright fourth spot. Yeah, I'll be tip the uni girls to get that job done. Lovely, mate. So that's the uh, ladies tag B grab. We'll jump into the ladies tackle next. And the results from the weekend, there was some big margins here. We had Berkeley Vale, 42, defeated Raymond Terrace, 6. We had Aberglassen, 50, defeated Dora Creek, 6. And Waratah Mayfield, 44, defeated Maitland United, 0. Fortunately, there's a little bit of a gulf between some of these teams, the way things currently sit. But that is the nature of football sometimes, especially when you've only got the one grade. But it's great to see six teams still going around and, and having a crack. That leaves the ladder. Aberglassen sit uh, on top of the table on eight points. Uh, Berkeley Vale are on six points, but they've got a game in hand to be played. Uh, Raymond Terrace are also on six points. Waratah on four points, and also with that game in hand against Berkeley Vale. And Dora Creek sit on two points. Maitland United yet to break their duck. So, uh, look, it's, it's a pretty even competition at this point um, in terms of that top of the table. And we'll see a couple of the top sides clash on Friday night, Brad. Uh, Berkeley Vale taking on Aberglass. And Berkeley Vale have been the powerhouse in this competition the last few years and made those road trips up from the coast very much worthwhile. But it's a fair trek from Aberglass to Berkeley Vale for a Friday night. Yeah, it'd be... Uh... Nice and warm down there on a Friday night too, I'd imagine. But, yeah, I think uh, the home team will just get the win there. Yeah, I'll, I'll be going with the Panthers as well. Raymond Terrace, they'll be looking to uh, add to their, their win of, that they got earlier in the season. Uh, and they take on Waratah Mayfield up at Lakeside Oval. The Waratah girls have been there or thereabouts. haven't been able to knock Berkeley Vale off that top perch. But I certainly think they rate themselves this year and they'd be favourites even on the road here on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, always... Uh, they played the game before we played Waratah early in the season. Yeah, it was quite brutal to watch. But um, I'll go to the, go to the local Terrace girls to win. Going for the upset, mate. I like it. Uh, yeah, the uh, Waratah girls, a lot of them come from a rugby union background, so adapting to our slightly different rules has been challenging, but their physicality can't be doubted. Raymond Terrace, an interesting side because they've sort of made up the uh, merger of Raymond Terrace and Karua after both sides initially looked like they were going to withdraw from the competition. So great to see them all banding together so that everyone can have a game, the ladies there. The final game of the round, and this one will be an interesting one, it's Maitland United and Dora Creek. It is fifth playing sixth, and uh, the Swampies will certainly have their, their eye on the prize here up at, up at Henny Penny Stadium, King Edward Park. Their, uh, their men's side had a big win there earlier in the season, and they'll be looking to follow suit, and I'm going to go with the Swampies ladies to uh, get the win here. Yeah, I'll agree with you there. Haven't seen, haven't seen many results from both teams, but yeah, I'll go Dora Creek. Lovely, mate. Uh, well, we'll wait and see how the ladies play out, but we might start with into the men's, mate, and you'll get a bit more into your element the further we climb up these grades here, but for something a little bit different, uh, we'll start with the D grade um, and uh, a bit of an update on their results from last round, and uh, it was Wanji and the Lampton, New Lampton, Rats and Dogs. 
who clashed on Friday night at uh, Ford Oval. It would have been a cold place on Friday night, Ford Oval. And Wanji, not only did they get their first win of the season, what a way to break their duck. 42-4 to four winners, Brad. That's not a bad way to uh, open your account for the season in round six. Yeah, nothing nothing beat the scoreline like that. Um, yeah. You'd have to say there must know. have been some cattle changes. They had a 10-0 draw last time they played out at Wanji, so I'm um, not sure if Lant and New Lanton were down on troops or what the story was, but... Uh, <laughs> It pulls them pulls them level with each other on the bottom of the ladder. Wanji with a game in hand. The other result, Shortland 30 defeated Glendale 16. And Katara on the road to Kersley Crushers. They had a 32-26 win up at Jeffrey Park. So that leaves the ladder sitting with Shortland on eight points. Katara with a game in hand from last round on six points. Kersley and Glendale on four points. Wanji with that game in hand as well on three. And Lampton, New Lampton on three. Everyone is very much still alive in this competition, Brad. Yeah, very another close comp, which uh, again you love to see. But um, yeah, anything can happen in rugby league, so should be a couple of good games this Saturday. And yeah, yeah, there'll certainly be a couple of interesting ones as we see a couple of those top sides clash. And uh, we uh, first of all, Friday night it's down for Friday night down at Wanji, Wanji versus Glendale. Wanji obviously enjoyed their Friday night experience last week, and uh, we're we'll looking to go back to back, Glendale. Haven't been in the best of form in the last couple of weeks, and uh, the Warriors might fancy themselves to go back to back at Wanji Oval. I've been down to Wanji Oval of a night, and it's down by the lake there, and it's not the warmest spot. So, uh, with the recent colds that we've had, it might be a bit fresh, Brad. Yeah, I think based off last, they must like Friday night games. So, um, based on last week, I'll back them to go two in a row. Here. The Wanji Warriors making a mid-season charge. I'll go with you, mate, on that one. Uh, Next up, 3 o'clock Saturday at Ford Oval, the Rats and Dogs, Lampton, New Lampton, host Kersley. Kersley have had two losses in the last two weeks to the top two sides and will certainly want to be putting their stamp back on this competition and I think they might do so in a uh, in a pretty strong way against the young Rats and Dogs side and I'll back the Crushers on the road. Yeah, I'll go the same as you. The final match of the round sees first play second. As I said, Shortland sitting on eight points. Katara on six, both with one na- loss to their name. Katara, though, with a game in hand against Wanji. Uh, the Katara Bears uh, looks like it's down, on, it's down on the draw as being played at Jeffrey Park. I don't think that'll be right. I think it'll be at Hudson Park. So uh, the Bears will be looking to uh, get the win over their inner city rivals, Shortland here, you would think, and it'll certainly be a belter of a game. Yeah, another close uh, local local derby, so yeah, I'll back the home side, the Bears, the yeah, upset. Yeah, I'm going to go the Bears as well here, I just think they might have something up their sleeve to surprise Shortland, but there will be plenty of points, both sides have got some attacking prowess, and it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out, and it'll certainly give us, look, the winner of this one will probably have the uh, Premiership favourites tag, for the, certainly for the next few weeks anyway, Brad. Absolutely. Lovely. That brings a wrap to the D grade. We'll move on. Sorry, and I should should note there, it's the Newcastle Cut and Drill D grade. They are the sponsors of D grade. The C grade competition next up. There were some interesting results in this one last week. Uh, Morissette continued their resurgence with a 28-12 win over the Dungog Warriors at Gibson Oval. Tall Timbers got their second win of the season with a 40-30. Sounds like defence was optional there. Win over Raymond Terrace. Uh, the Hamilton Ducks snuck home late against the Stroud Raiders. The Stroud yet to break their duck, but it looked like they might have had Hamilton's measure in a bit of an upset, but Hamilton got up 22-18. And Swansea, they had a kick from the sideline to win it on full time, but it finished 26-all against the ladder-leading Budgie Bulldogs. That means the ladder sits like this in the eight-team competition. Budgie Bulldogs on nine competition points, Hamilton eight, Swansea on seven, Dungog on five, Morissette four, Tall Timbers four, 
Raymond Terrace 2, Stroud 1. With it being a six-team finals comp, um, you certainly can't write off anyone, but uh, look, those top top couple of sides in Budgeway, Hamilton and, and maybe Swansea in the mix uh, certainly look like they're uh, the pace setters at the moment, Brad. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we played, we had to travel down to Budgeway last year and then, yeah, nice long road trip. So um, they'll be happy to be sitting on top and, yeah, good luck to the rest of the teams that got to travel down there. Yeah, certainly a much improved Budgeway mm-hmm. side this year from the side that faced some drubbings. I know they used it uh, as a bit of motivation earlier in the season. They got beat by 100 last year by Hamilton. So to have knocked off Hamilton earlier in the year and registered the Ducks' only loss was a big uh, feather in their cap. And, look, they're certainly uh, in a position, I think, where, where again, they'd uh, be slightly in front of Hamilton as the favourites to win this competition. But uh, there's no such thing as a, as a premiership trophy handed out mid-season. So there's plenty of work to do. Yeah, that's right. It's good to see a Bulldogs side on top of the ladder as well, just quietly. They might have to be your uh, your spiritual Bulldogs for the year, mate. Yeah, why not? I'll tell you them or Curry. You might have to get on Mitch Cullen's yeah. bandwagon. Oh, get on both. It can't be any worse than Canterbury one. Any, any winning Bulldogs a good one for you, you reckon? That's exactly right. Yeah, beautiful, mate. So all the games here scheduled for Saturday. Uh, we might start with the side we just talked about, Budgie Boy. Now, this is no mean road trip. They head all the way to Bennett Park at Dungog to take on the Dungog Warriors. I know the Dungog boys think they've got a, a, a few more gears in them that they haven't quite found yet, but uh, this is going to be a good test for them. They sit in fourth, and uh, look, a win here could get them within a win of Budgie Boy. A, a loss would mean that they would then sit three wins adrift of first place. Yeah, that's right. Um, I might have to leave Friday morning, Budgie Boy, but yeah, I'll back the Bulldogs to take the two points all the way home. Right, go and uh, camp up at Dungog for the night. There's a few, There's some uh, good establishments there, including the, uh, I think it's a Tin Shed Brewery that uh, can put on a few brews for them. Undoubtedly, Budgie if they want to hang around after the game. Um, the other games in this one, uh, we've got the, uh, the side on the bottom of the ladder, Stroud, and they take on Raymond Terrace, who sit only one competition point in front of them at Lakeside Oval. Can uh, the Stroud Raiders get their first win of the season, uh, taking on Raymond Terrace at Lakeside? No, I think uh, they'll have to wait another week. I'll be tipping the Terrace for that one. Yeah, I'll okay. Get shot if, I'll get shot if I don't tip them. Yeah, you don't want to tip against... You don't want to upset Brooke, do you? Yeah, no. Nah, that'd be the last thing you'll do. Just on the Stroud Raiders, I do want to say a quick shout out, and we're gonna we're gonna put something up on the page later in the week to their their captain's coach, Jono Choppy Hayward, who reached his two hundredth game for the Stroud Raiders. When you think that most of the seasons are only sort of around twelve to sixteen games, depending on the year, plus a few finals here and there, to get two hundred uh, games for a club he's been playing. I think this year is something like his fourteenth season at the Raiders. So mate, that's uh, no mean feat. Yeah, brilliant effort. We've we've had that at our club, and I know yeah how long. That one player's been out at Malibu for, so, yeah, congratulations to him. Yeah, I think you'd only be shaded, uh, not for games for Stroud, but uh, just for games in general by the uh, old, old gentleman of the game in, in Simon Chapel, mate, who's, I think he's about 73 and played about 7,000 games. I think he started playing in the 40s, he tells me. Yeah, he's been he, he invented rugby league, I think. Yeah, he, he, alongside Daly Messenger. That should be called the uh, the Simon C Awards rather than the Daly M Awards, you reckon? Yeah. Yeah. Like that. I'm sure. I'm sure Chapo's ego needs just that. So uh, <laughs> he's a good man, and uh, I, I'm going to on that. I'm going to tip the Stroud Raiders to get that one up. Uh, the other games in this one, we'll see Swansea take on Tall Timbers. Tall Timbers will be looking to continue their momentum, and Swansea will be quite keen to uh, stay in the top three. Uh, who are you tipping here, mate? Yeah, I'll go Swansea home field advantage. Get what? them the win. 
down at Parbury there. And the final one of the round, this one, I uh, I had the, the uh, good fortune of refereeing the uh, reverse encounter of this one when Morissette hosted Hamilton. They now travel to the Duck Pond at Learmont Oval. Uh, Hamilton hosting Morissette. It was a 12-6 game. Hamilton were quite lucky to get away with it you know, with a couple of quick tries back-to-back in the second half. But Morissette... You know, they had a couple of close losses early in the competition, but they're slowly mounting their charge, and they'll be eyeing off this as an opportunity to uh, upset the Ducks at home and uh, close in on those top couple of spots. Yeah, I think the Ducks are too strong at home. Yeah, lo- to me. Lovely, mate. Well, now's the time. It's, ready. it's time for you to step up and shine here, mate. We're going to get into the B-grade competition. It's where your, your Mighty Panthers do sit, and as we said before, they sit at the top of the table. Um, after a big win last week. We'll just have a quick look through the results from last week. Uh, you might want to give us a bit of a rundown on the Malabula game to start with, mate. Um, how, how did that one pan out as, as far as you saw it? Yeah, um, we only played Maitland a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they had to travel back up. But, yeah, it was, they're a tough physical side. I think our fitness maybe just got the better of them and uh, scored tries in clumps. They, I think it was the third quarter, they three quick tries on and we were on the back foot a bit but then yeah, finished off strong again so um, positive signs going forward hopefully Yeah, they're, again I've managed to referee these guys against Aberglass in the week before and uh, when they get the ball in hand and a few things start to stick they do play a bit of that you know razzle dazzle you know what might be termed knockout sort of football when it starts to stick they're hard to defend against and they can get a little bit of momentum up quickly I'll tell you what, if they could gel that for the best part of a game, it wouldn't even need to be 80 minutes, but if they manage to put that together for 40 or 50 minutes, they're going to run someone you know, quite to the line or possibly surprise a team. And Unfortunately, though, uh, they, they can drop their heads a little bit and, and fall away, and, and a few score lines have probably flattered sides, including, as you've touched on there, your, your side on the weekend, that 64 to 14, maybe not truly reflective of, of how often Maitland United might have been in that game. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, they, they did throw the ball around and they caught us off guard a little bit with three quick tries, but yeah. Once we uh, kind of switched back on a little bit, uh, we finished off strong, like I, like I mentioned before. Yeah, the, the other results on the weekend, Dudley 50 over Walls End Maryland 4. Really interesting result in terms of the competition. Obviously, Walls End Maryland started like a house on fire as you guys came up against early in the year. Um, but they've sort of, they've slowed and Dudley, the reverse scenario, but Dudley not seeming to have really added too many players to that side. So it just seems like they've, they've managed to, something's clicked. They had a big win over War, a depleted Waratah the week before, but... To put 50 points on, on Walls End Maryland is no mean feat. Yeah, we played Walls End the week before and one of the toughest games I've watched for our boys and um, some of the boys even said like how physical it was. So, yeah, Dudley, have, they've certainly uh, clicked, like you said. So, you're interesting game this Sunday. Certainly will. The final game of the round saw Aberglassen travel down to Waratah Oval. It was actually the first game of the round on Friday night. Again, I, I refereed this fixture and... The scoreline probably belies it. Waratah, similar to what you talked about with your game, probably they, they scored a clump of tries a couple of times towards the end of each half with a bit of fitness. But um, this was genuinely one of the quickest games of football I've seen in any grade, for, certainly for the first 20 to 30 minutes. It was absolutely helter-skelter. It was physical. Uh, mate, uh, the purists would have loved it. Waratah had a bench prop score three tries in the first half, including a 60-metre effort for the big fella, Jason Saban. So... Look, they've certainly got to be a team as well alongside Dudley that you guys have got an eye on uh, in terms of sides that you're going to be competing with You know, come the business end of the season. Yeah, absolutely. First time we played them, they were tough and got the better of us, but we haven't, we haven't come up against Aberglassing yet, so not really sure what to make of them. Um, but yeah, Waratah, Dudley, yeah, the teams were 
keeping a close eye on. Yeah, it'd certainly be very interesting. Um, and look, you know, as we said, Maitland United, if they can, you know, they sit only two points behind uh, those two teams that we, we've talked about, Aberglass and, and Walls and Maryland, um, you know, they only take a couple of wins to get up into fourth spot. So everyone's still well and truly alive in this competition. You've got yourselves and Waratah both on eight points, Dudley on six, Aberglass and Walls end on four, and Maitland United on two. So with a few games to go, if anyone can get it, you know, a bit of a run on, you know, it'd only take sort of three or four wins for Maitland United. Um, in the last, you know, if they got three wins in the last five games, they'd be pretty close to getting to getting fourth spot. Four wins would almost secure it for them. So everyone's still well and truly alive, but they'll start with a tough encounter this weekend on the second half of the season. Maitland United, they take on Waratah Mayfield uh, up there at home. Uh, can you see Maitland United springing the upset here, or do you think Waratah will be too classy? I think uh, a lot they did against us. They can, they can score some points, but I think, yeah, Waratah is just too classy for them on the day. Yeah, lovely. And uh, due, due to the fact I've been mostly refereeing B-grade the last few weeks, I probably won't put any tips in here, mate, just to be safe. Um, the next one we will get to is 3.15, and it'll be the Bar TV match of the round. It's Aberglassen hosting Walls End Maryland. And look, two very physical sides, both with some you know exciting strike backs on their day. They'd both be looking to bounce back from resounding losses last week. I, I think this will be... Uh, yeah, it'll be a cracker to watch on Bar TV. Even better if you're in the, uh, you know, Aberglassen or Rutherford areas. Make sure you, you trek on down to McEachie's. And uh, I know Mick Akers and the crew put on a, a good feed and some good drinks. There'll be a couple of good games of footy there. So who do you like here, mate? Is it going to be the Ants or the Tigers to get this one done? Yeah, like I said, we haven't uh, come up against Aberglassen yet. So I really don't know what they offer. But Wall's End, uh, you know, tough physical. Always have been. But I'll tip the Ants at home to get it done. Yeah, a lot on the line there. The winner of that will gain outright fourth spot um, and potentially pull equal with Dudley on competition points in third, which would be a big result, allowing that your boys, mate, who I'm sure you'll tip in this next one, get the win in what... Look, this promises to be, you know, that, that Aberglass and Wall's end game will be good, but I think this one could be, you know, one of the best games across all the grades this weekend. And I know you'll be biased and tell us it's the best place to go to as well. The uh, Malibula Sporting Complex there used to be Vince Woodman Oval that went by, but uh, the Panthers, the uh, Panther Dome there, mate, hosting the Dudley Magpies. Uh, you know, give us give us some info on this. Who's going to be the uh, Who's going to be the keys for you guys? And uh, you know, where where will it be won? The forwards, the backs, the kicking game. What's it going to be? Um, yeah, like round one when we played them, it was physical again. Only close game in the end, but um, yeah, I think our our forward packs starting to get better week by week and I think if we can dominate their four packs they've got a couple of big boys um, that's where it'll be one and yeah maybe a few few meat pies for the big Lee Kelly Big Lee Kelly with a few meat pies mate I want, I want to ask you um, a couple of new additions in recent weeks uh, uh, one of them you know quite highly, highly touted by this show last year he's one of my favourites to watch when he was up at Fingal in Evander Waitawa how's he taken to the, the new club? Yeah, only played the one game so far, but uh, fit in real well. So it'll be um, another one to keep an eye out for. Um, yeah, not going to say too much more. No, that's all right, mate. And the, the other one I want to know about, and I don't know whether he's actually pulled the boots on yet, but he's come across from Raymond Terrace. He's uh, one of the young referees I know quite well. Uh, look, he's twi- twice the man, literally, he was last year. But Tommy Lidbury, has he, uh, has he shown up at training? He, he's not, uh, yeah. not the keenest on training sometimes, Tommy. No, uh, he's been in every training session. I'm sure um, he's not too far away from... Getting, a, getting his first game, but um, yeah, he's been ripping in at training, so yeah, I don't think he'll be far away. I, I had him in the first round playing for Raymond Terrace, and uh, 
what he might lack in, you know, absolute, you know, silky ability, he will not lack in terms of tackling technique and putting himself in front of it doesn't matter who runs at him in the middle of that field. He just gets down low and gets a, gets around the old textbook tackle, bends the back and gets in there. So he'll be, undoubtedly be a good addition to your bench or your side wherever he comes in when he gets his opportunity, young Tommy. Yeah, that's all we ask is make your tackles and, yeah, I'm sure you'll fit in well with, with the boys. Lovely, mate. Uh, we might wrap up the show with the A grade at... Uh, it's the, the top competition for mine around the traps on a, on a weekly basis at the moment. Uh, some interesting results on the weekend. Uh, Dora Creek won by forfeit over Glendale due to some injuries and unavailabilities. Thornton continued their undefeated run, 34-4 winners over University. Westwall's end, 40, defeated Fingal Bay, 8 up at Fingal Bay Oval. And the Northern Lakes Warriors defeated Western Suburbs, 32-22. As I said, that capped off a... A very dour day at uh, Harker Oval where Wes in uh, five matches couldn't chalk a win, unfortunately. It's not a... Uh, wouldn't be a common occurrence, that one, mate. No, I wouldn't think so, but um, yeah, I'm sure they'll turn it around and um, it, it'll be that they'll win all five come soon enough. Yeah, certainly. You, you, would, you wouldn't uh, make a lot of money if you bet against Wes every time they played uh, losing games, so... They've had a long history of success in a number of grades, and I'm, I'm sure it won't be won't be long before they break their duck in the A grade competition. That said, speaking of them breaking their duck, the competition currently sits like this: Dora Creek and Thornton sit equal top on ten points, Fingal Bay in third on six, Westwall's End and North Lakes equal fourth on five points, Glendale on four, University on two, and Western Suburbs are on zero points. Uh, can you see Western Suburbs this weekend? Geez, it doesn't get any easier for them. They take on the ladder-leading Dora Creek Swampies. Can you see West chalking their first win of the season here, Brad? Yeah, like you said, uh, no, yeah, um, dominant Dora, Dora have been for the past couple of years. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll tip the upset and West will bounce back at, at Harker. Yeah, lovely, mate. Uh, I would have to think Dora Creek here based on their, you know, again, they've won five games, average winning margin of... You know, almost 30 points. They're doing it pretty comfortably at the moment. Uh, it'll be interesting <coughs> to see when they do. We haven't seen them against Thornton yet, and it'll be interesting, Thornton, the new entrant in the competition, to see how they handle that Dora Creek side. But uh, yeah, I'll certainly be going with the Swampies again. Just a reminder to make sure you get into our text bet tipping competition. The link will be up on our page tomorrow for this week's fixtures. Uh, make sure you get around it and get, in, get involved there. It's not too late to join. Um, and uh, yeah, have an opportunity to, to win a bit of a prize at the end of the season, which we're glad Texbet have come on board for. The other fixtures are Friday night down at Gumbaya Oval at Doyleson North. Northern Lakes hosting University. There's a nice trip for your Friday night, Brad. Yeah, the, um, just as cold as the Wanji game, I'd say. But, yeah, I think Northern Lakes down there get the wind too strong. Yeah, it'll certainly be uh, interesting to see how Sambo and his boys tra- take the, the road trip down there for, it says, a 7 o'clock kickoff. Uh, Northern Lakes, I think they'll still be another week away from welcoming back Cade Snowden from suspension, but hearing they might have uh, picked up a mid-season signing in the, uh, if, if he can get cleared in time, uh, former Belmont South uh, captain coach Aaron Morris might be joining them down there, which would be a, a good coup for them in, in the middle. Uh, you know, nothing flashy but a solid performer and... Uh, I'm telling you, if Jason McKenzie offers him some KFC, he might even find his way across the stripe. 
the other games this weekend, this will be an interesting one. Glendale versus West Walls End. It's a local derby. Glendale will be, uh, they were disappointed that they couldn't field a, game, a side last week. So they'll be looking to bounce back. And uh, you know, everyone always steps up. I know you guys, when you take on, you know, in, di- in recent years, when you've taken on either Fingal, Raymond Terrace or Stockton, when they've been in the competition, you always sort of grow a leg, mate. Uh, and undoubtedly Glendale will do the same here. Yeah, nothing beats a local derby, but uh, I think Westie coming off a big win last week. I think they'll go on, on and win again. Too strong. Yeah, I certainly think they'll be looking to continue their winning ways. I think they've got their eyes on uh, at least a top three spot, especially in the six-team final series. It uh, gives you that advantage. It's not necessarily a home final, but it does give you an advantage heading in uh, if you're sitting in third over fourth. The final game of the round, and, and poor old Fingal Bay, they've they've come up to A grade and they've, they've copped teams... You know the two the two premiership favourites in the first two rounds, and now they take on the the dark horse newcomers who are still undefeated, Thornton Beresfield, and they and they trek down for their first away game in A grade. I think Fingal Bay, you know, the scorelines might not have reflected it the last couple of weeks, but they've given it to a couple of those sides in in the opening stanzas. And if Thornton take them lying down or take them easily, they they may just shock them. But I think the Bears might be a little bit too strong up the middle. Yeah, Thornton, straight new team into the comp again. Um, Seem to be flying, like you said, on top. But we'll just take the local boys and back Fingal in. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love to. Pat Robards won't like hearing this, but I'd love to see Fingal spring an upset and sort of liven up the competition. It's always good when, you know, someone down the ladder a bit, and I know they're currently sitting in third, but um, it'd certainly put a cat amongst the pigeons if, if Fingal upset Thornton and, and stopped that, you know, continued undefeated run. You know, if they and West could get a win, it'd really liven up this competition a little bit as opposed to the two sides sort of breaking away at this point because if Fingal do lose and Thornton and Dora Creek win, then we're potentially seeing a, you know, five to six point gap open up at the top of the table and there's nothing worse than, you know, having positions almost guaranteed with still a few weeks to run in a competition. We like to see it nice and close like a couple of those other grades are, mate. Yeah, that's right. You, you hate to see an outright winner out by too far, but yeah, you, nothing beats the close comp like the other grades like you just mentioned. So, yeah, Fingal win will be good. Lovely, mate. Well, um, that brings us to a close today. Thank you very much for your time. As we said, make sure you get down to your local ground. There is literally dozens of grounds that you can pick from this weekend, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. And if you're an absolute glutton like I am, you might get to more than one on, on, on all of those days. And I'll probably find myself at about five or six different grounds across the weekend and uh, checking some out, refereeing some others and just, just get, getting into the footy and maybe sneaking a blue can in or, in or a steak sandwich if I can, which is always, you know, part of a good balanced diet at the footy, mate. Yeah, nothing beats the local footy on the Saturday and help out by supporting the canteen bars wherever you go to. So, yeah, it'll be a good weekend for footy. Certainly will. Make sure to get down to your local grounds. Remember, of course, to follow all instructions around COVID. We don't want to see, I believe, that the number that's being banded around at the moment is potentially $15,000 fines for clubs that you know are found to be in breach, and that could be not of their own doing if, if punters aren't listening. Uh, so... Just be smart about it. Follow the rules. Be socially distant. Be smart about it. If you get requested to do something at the ground, make sure, one, you sign in at the, the, the registers, especially for those grounds where they're not necessarily enclosed. Do the right thing so that we can continue to have footy. We've got five weeks of games left. We've got finals after that. And it's been great to have gotten this far. We'd hate to see you know a couple of people's silly decisions, either see the end of a club through a fine or the end of the competition through um, a contraction of a case. So... Again, Brad, thanks for your time. If anyone is around that Tilligary Peninsula, the Lemon Tree Passage, Malibula region, make sure to get down and check out the Panthers v Dudley on Saturday afternoon. It'll be an absolute belter. Um, and Brad's always happy for you to throw some feedback at him if he's sitting on the bench as well. Uh, good luck to all teams. And, yeah, again, mate, thank you for your time. Thanks for finally getting on the show. We'll uh, have to make sure it's not this long before we get you back. 
Yeah, not a problem. Thanks for having me, mate. All right, no worries, mate. Good luck for the Panthers this weekend. I'll talk to you soon. So easy. That was Brad Fogarty, the Vice President of the Malibula Panthers. A big thanks to him for his time. Again, make sure to check out all of our social media channels. We've got uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. League Castle AU on Instagram and Twitter. League Castle AUS on Facebook. We'll just search for League Castle. Uh, make sure you check out our text bet tipping competitions for the Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League and the Newcastle Rugby League, the top grades in each. There will be some prizes up at the end of the year, thanks to the great guys at TextBet. Check out their website. Use the code TBWASIK if you sign up. That is T-B-W-A-S-I-K. A big thanks to TextBet for getting behind us. Also, our other sponsor, Newey Threads, who've been doing some great stuff supporting us through the year. Make sure if you get the opportunity to rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of the other reputable platforms you can find us on, Thank you for tuning in again. I will be back with you next week. Hopefully, we'll have another League Castle legend for you, a local hero in the next couple of weeks as well. Enjoy your local footy and, uh, yeah, be COVID safe and we will catch you next week. We go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window get their second. You're listening to Lead Castle, Newcastle Hunters, Hunters Rugby League.